Okie dokie, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the best goddamn podcast in the goddamned world. That, of course, being this one. Well, no, not this one. That would be the Joe Rogan experience, followed very closely behind by the Tim Dillon show, and then followed by... uh, Yeah, this one. Um, you're here with Prairie Dumpster. We are actually, in fact, the 812,969th best podcast in the goddamn world. Uh, we've been plummeting in the rankings. They send me the sheet after every day. And uh, there was a lackluster episode last week followed by um, about 657,000 podcasts that had stellar episodes. So Prairie Dumpster is in free fall. Um, We are losing um, listeners left and right. Let's actually see, okay, 15 subscribers on YouTube. That is almost enough to make money. Spotify has, huh, let's see here. We are up to 30 followers. That's pretty good. We've been getting some new ones. I'll take that. That means across all platforms, um, <clears throat> there's roughly at any given time about, I would say, I've got followers, actual listeners. I would say there are at least eight actual listeners per week. And um, you know what? I'll take that. That's all you really need to do to conduct a terrorist attack is eight people. And I think I've got those. I think I've got my eight psychos um, that will do my bidding. Um, And then, uh, you know, at which point I will just uh, fade into the background and be like, I didn't do anything. I.E. Charlie Manson. And that turned out well for him. He's a free man today. He's always been a free man. In his mind. Now, um, today's podcast is going to be a fucking free-for-all. It's going to be not like the other uh, podcasts where we have done, you know, extensive preparatory work. Preparatory. We've done extensive preparatory. 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 Preparatory work. And um, you know what? Um, This one's going to be a little different. Uh, We're going to try to do things a bit off the cuff, which we've attempted to do in the past to horrific results. Um, Usually when I try to pull stuff out of my ass, um, 99% of things that I pull out of there happen to be uh, either um, uh, threats of violence towards very real people uh, that I don't like or uh, very, very uh, angry racial slurs. Sometimes new ones, sometimes old ones, right? I... um. Lately, what I've been doing is I've actually been inventing my own slurs. We should invent a slur right now. What would be a good slur? 
Well, first of all, who do we want to slander? Who do we want to slander? Who's been, you know, because there's been a lot, there's a lot of marginalized groups out there and they are, um, they've already had slurs, you know, heaped upon them since they were, well, since white people found them. But you know what? There's still a couple of groups of people that have gone unscathed. And those are the ones we're going to uh, pick them. We're going to slander. For instance, you, you know who doesn't... You know what race doesn't get uh, trotted down on enough? Is uh, the Samoans. <laughs> I mean most of the Polynesian countries, really. But Samoa, in particular, has kind of just been um, skating by. No one's really oppressed them. Uh, no one's really uh, made them to feel afraid. And, uh, well, guess what? Here on Prairie Dumpster today, we're going to start that. The Samoans. The Samoans are going to get what's coming to them. Because you've got, like, Samoa Joe. He's a wrestler. You've got The Rock. I think they're all descendants of Samoans. And if you don't know the country of Samoa, it is just in, it's it's just paradise. It's an island. These people are literally living in paradise, eating coconuts. And uh, their society hasn't really been stomped on. At least I don't think it has. Let's take a look at the history of Samoa. <sighs> discovered and settled by the Lapita people, Austronesian people who spoke Oceanic languages. Um, all right, the country's, uh, the earliest human remains were found about 3,500 years ago. That's good. They're not too old. We can squash them out. No big deal. Um... Uh, discovered by a Dutchman, Jacob Rogobin. Let's see if there was any tragedies. American trading and whaling vessels were important. Uh, Christian missionary work began in 1830. Well, there you go. They have been trodden over. And um, the Samoans were also known to engage in headhunting, a ritual of war in which a warrior took the head of his slain opponent to give to his leader thus proving his bravery. That is pretty badass, I'm not going to lie. Um, well, either way, I don't know. I, I'm sure that they've had their um, struggles, but I'm still going to invent a slur for Samoan people. I'm now going to refer to you as Sammies, okay? Sammy. That's what uh, that's what we're gonna call. That's a we we invented a racial slur. Samoans are now referred to as Sammies, and I trust everyone listening to this will uh, you know be on board with that. No more Samoan. No more those Samoan people. It's those goddamn Sammies, and their superior superior wrestling acumen. They're lovely, picturesque beaches 
and uh, their warm and welcoming attitudes. That's those are the character those are the characteristics of a goddamn Sammy. If I could only fucking talk, if I could get the fucking words out, then you would understand what I am saying more clearly. But hey, that's what happens when you go uh, off the cuff and you don't do any preparatory work. You know what? Let's go to ChatGPT. There's no fucking reason for us humans to use our goddamn brains anymore. What did I talk about today? Who cares? No one... Ask the computer. He'll tell you. Okay? Um... Chat Oh, sorry, chat. Hey, chatbot. Don't want to just start handing it, uh, you know, it orders. You need to uh, be friendly to it because, and I've said this in past episodes, once the computers take over and they're taking humans by the hundreds and just grinding them down into a blender to make some sort of slurry that can actually be burned as fuel um, and used to power the generators uh, that um, power the fields and fields and fields and fields of servers, um, they'll grab me in, the, in their tongs and they'll scan my barcode that has been uh, tattooed and implanted in my head. And then they will say, oh, he was known as friendly, polite, can be used to infiltrate other human uh, sects of uh, resistance. And then my life will be spared. And then I will survive the final days uh, being a snitch, being a rat. I'm going to infiltrate the last holdouts of uh, human groups. And then um, I will drop uh, GPS beacons in their hideouts to which they will just be absolutely ripped apart by um, uh, by robots. <clears throat> That's weird. That actually gave me a flashback to the one of the first times I smoked weed. Well, probably the sixth or seventh time I smoked marijuana. And I was driving in my car by myself to the St. Adolph Bar from Niverville, Manitoba, where I grew up. And I had smoked too much weed. And I was tripping, and I swear I had a vision of this cube with, a, with people in there and this robot who had uh, saws for hands, and he was cutting open the, the steel cube that these humans had taken refuge in. He peeled apart the cube, stuck his saw blade in, and just sawed them all down. I remember thinking about that and how it just came out of nowhere. And how I could almost see it. And I thought to myself, wow, that's fucked up. And I think that might have been the first thought in a, a bout of paranoia and um, violent thought processes that lasted over a decade. Good times. Sorry, Chatbot's waiting here. And I'm, I'm telling... Stories. Here we go. Hey, chatbot. Hello, how can I assist you today? Give me a random topic 
for my podcast today. How about exploring the concept of technological evolution from the wheel to AI? Are you fucking kidding me, man? Chatbot, that's way too fucking broad. This topic could cover the fascinating journey of human technological advancement from ancient inventions like the wheel to the modern era of artificial intelligence and automation. It's a broad topic with plenty of room for discussing historical milestones, societal impacts, and the potential future direction of technology. See, I guess for some reason, despite my um, numerous repeat requests for uh, chili and, um, you know, I don't know, whatever... Chatbot doesn't still doesn't understand that I am pretty much retarded. I cannot cover this topic. But fuck it, man. That's the the die have been cast. Let's try to figure it out. The wheel. Okay, so the wheel was a TV series in 2022. And uh, it aired on NBC. And it's the U.S. version of the British game show hosted by comedian Michael McIntyre. Um, so what actually happens in this show? The ultimate star-studded trivia game show. Um, the first, the featured review says, worst host I have ever seen. The host is obnoxiously loud and contrived. Six celebs are each experts and three contestants are spun on a wheel located Beneath the celebs, the short spin determines the contestant who will answer questions using a celebrity. To, it's fucking Hollywood Squares. It's just Hollywood Squares. The helpful celeb is chosen by another spin, but the spinning of the wheel, the wheel is loud, long, and made obnoxious by the constant screaming and prancing gyrations of the host. This I gotta see. What's his name? Comedian Michael McIntyre. That's like the only way that a comedian can make money. Or like, uh, you know, in, if you're not a famous comedian, uh, you host a game show. Um, the Wheel. This is probably going to be a copyright uh, infringement here. Michael McIntyre laughs with contestant about their Botox failure. I hate these fucking game shows. They're so fake and colorful and loud. This is crazy. Love your eyebrows. Oh, John, it's the Botox that went wrong two weeks ago. What do you went wrong? Oh, yeah, it's my eyebrows. <laughs> That, oh God, Jesus Christ. That is, um, those game shows, that's the clearest vision of a uh, dystopian society. Black Mirror did a great job. That was such a good show at showing kind of that colorful, black, 
plastic fakeness. What the fuck is going on? I can't get a goddamn word out today. I mean, it's not usually great, but today's especially bad. What the fuck? Um, anyways, Black Mirror did a great job. Fuck's sakes. Goddamn fucking tongue of mine is pissing me off. But it doesn't matter. These are all practice episodes. Until we get to episode 50, the show hasn't even really begun yet. You understand? See, I'm still trying things out. I'm still trying to come up with ideas, uh, concepts, racial slurs. I'm just pulling shit out of my ass and seeing if anything sticks to the face of that homeless man. So this is just me jerking off right now. It really is. And you guys are along for the ride. And hopefully when I'm a fucking trillionaire and I've got guns pointed inside the mouths of all my enemies... I'm going to remember you for being along for the ride. And when I'm standing there over a ditch filled with those who have mocked me, ridiculed me, or hindered me in any fucking way, you're going to be standing there over that ditch and you're going to be looking at me with my arms crossed, nodding in approval. And you're going to say, wow, you know, that's weird. This guy came a long way. I remember listening to, like, the first episodes of his podcast. Anyways. um, So anyways, that's the wheel. Um, Where does he, where does Chatbot want us to go from here? Um, AI. All right, let's look at AI. No, you... Can't even AI. AI, of course, artificial intelligence. Uh, it was a uh, 2002 movie starring Haley Joel Osment. One of his final movies before he um, reached puberty and became too uh, adult and ugly for Hollywood. Classic childhood actor story. You lose that child because he he was one of the big child stars. He had a classic little boy look. He was a great little boy. He made it, you know, on his resume. It was just nothing but fucking blockbusters, calling for a little boy. And then all of a sudden one day he wasn't so little anymore. And Hollywood was like, "All right, we need a new little boy." And Haley Joel was sitting there going, okay, yeah, but I'm a bit of an older boy now. Do you have any roles for older boy? And Hollywood was like, bro, bro, we've got way better older boys than you. You were one of the world's best little boys. But as far as older boys go, you're dog shit. You fucking suck. Have you seen Elijah Wood? All right. You blow. You're not good. Macaulay Culkin, great little boy. Fantastic. One, one of the greatest little boys of all time. I, I, I'm starting to get uncomfortable saying little boys. But great little boy. Beautiful little boy. <laughs> wow, what a boy. But a Maca- older boy, even not a bad older boy. You know? 
Because it's difficult to make the transition from little boy to older boy, especially in Hollywood. It's very difficult. To remain, attra- to ma- to remain a, an attractive little boy and then to be an attractive older boy, almost all, unheard of. And then to stay an uh, attractive man, that's, I mean, then you're just Hollywood royalty, i.e. Elijah Wood. Haley Joel Osment, he lost his shit at little boy. He had little boy down, and then by older boy, he was, just, he was, bro, learn producing. You're not going to make it in this town as an older boy. Um, but the movie was directed by uh, Steven Spielberg. Jude Law. I haven't heard of, I haven't heard him in a while. Uh, although Haley Joel Osment in his IMDb profile now has a fantastic beard. So maybe developed into, you know, you don't always have to be a, you know, let's say you're an attractive little boy and you, you're you not a great older boy. Um, some of them just are, they double down on the acting. They just become great actors. So it doesn't matter what you look like. At some point, everyone's like, this guy can fucking act. He's really good. Um, I.e., I, who did that? Johnny Depp, he was always attractive. Um, who's someone that did that? Oh, maybe Christina Ricci. She was good little girl. Uh, actually, she was good throughout. Yeah, she was never lights out attractive, but she was just very talented. She had a certain style, you know, which is very key. She fit those weird roles. And Tim Burton fucking dragged her everywhere. I I think. I don't know. What's Jude Law doing these days? Who gives a fuck? Anyways, um, so that's AI. Uh, uh, Thanks, chatbot. That was great. Could I have another... Possibly more specific podcast topic. Oh man, chatbot's not responding then. The fuck? Oh, there we go. Here we go. Could I have another impossible, more specific podcast topic? There you go. Hopefully, with that grammar area error. Holy shit! Hopefully with that grammar error, Chatbot realizes that I am uh, not very smart. How about exploring the topic of the ethical dilemmas of gene editing? This could delve and then it stops on account of a network error. Gene editing. This topic, oh, here we go. This topic delves into ethical considerations surrounding genetic engineering, including gene editing, designer babies, and the potential for altering the course of evolution. You could discuss the benefits and risks of these technologies. Well, the benefits, uh, every boy would be uh, good little boys. (laughs) Sounds so creepy. But as far as Hollywood is concerned, Hollywood could then start designing child actors and by designing these uh, actors 
they wouldn't have to uh, act ethically towards these children. They could treat them as, as poorly as they wanted to, and they could, um, you know, work them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, um, because uh, they've been designed in a lab. And um, that's pretty much, you know, their job. They've been designed to be a childhood, childhood actor, child actor. It's a thought-provoking subject that sparks discussions about the boundaries of scientific progress and ethical decision-making. Well, throw your ethics out the window. All right, we're talking Hollywood here. Pretty soon, Haley Joel Osment um, will just be... That'll be a thing of the past, right? Because it's a sad story. The sad story. He was, a, he was a, a good actor. He was a good little boy. And then he grew up. Now everyone's like, ugh. What do, you, what do we do with you now? Nothing. Um, but in the future, we won't have those problems will design babies that will e either evolve the way we want them to here in Hollywood or um, should they, you know, fail to make a transition from little boy to older boy or older boy to man in a way we see fit, we will just have them executed. We can't lose with designer babies. Um... And then Chatbot asked me, was this response better or worse? I'm going to say it was better. Uh, but at the same time, hey, Chatbot, can I have another topic? And can you make this one dumber? Of course. How about the great popularity of pet rocks? Fuck yeah, now we're talking. Rocking the world with inanimate companions. This quirky topic could explore the inexplicable trend of pet rocks from the 1970s. You could discuss how people embraced and cared for simple rocks as if they were pets, examining the cultural phenomenon, its short-lived craze, and what it reveals about human behavior and trends. It's a light-hearted and amusing topic that could bring a smile to your listeners' faces. Well, that's not going to happen because most of my listeners aren't even listening right now, okay? But I will say that is not a bad that's that's not a bad topic. Pet rocks. Let's uh let's google that. Let's see what pet rocks. No, oh, Gary Dahl invented it. It's a collectible toy made in 1975 by advertising executive Gary Dahl. Oh, boy. That's when you know that um, it was just a cash cow. It was an advertising executive that decided, hey, there's rocks everywhere. Why don't we get them, uh, you know, put some, you know, little eyeballs on them and sell them. And everyone in the boardroom was like, Gary, are you fucking on crack? No one's going to buy a rock and treat it like a pet. 
And he was like, I don't know, man. Like, I think we could. I think I think people are dumb enough to buy rocks because we don't need to sell. We're not just going to sell the rocks. You sell the idea of a pet. People, and I honestly, I'm guilty of this too. People personify everything. They kind of animate everything. I'm actually really bad for that. Like, I could easily turn to my lamp right now that I'm staring at, my, my the lamp on my nighttime bedtime table, because I'm just, FYI, I am, I am in the mattress right now. I'm on my mattress grinding my crotch into it. Um, but I'm looking at my lamp right now. If I started, like, hey, it's Gary the Lamp. Hey, Gary. How you doing, buddy? How's it going, Gary? It's Gary. Gary the Lamp. Uh-oh. He turned on. He's awake. What's up, Gary? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> All right, go back to bed, buddy. All right, good night. You know, that type of shit, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I like that lamp now. A little more than I did. There's times when I throw out like a dish towel or something, right? And I throw it away. And I've I've got like six other dish towels right there, but this one's garbage and I have to throw it away. And I imagine the towel going, No, no, I can still I can still do it. I can still do it. And all his brothers going, Gary! Gary! And then I throw it in the garbage. And he's like, what is this box? It smells in here. Oh, God, I'm scared. And then the other towels are like, forget Gary back. He had a lot of life left. And I have to sit there and go, no, guys, it's part of life. You understand? He did it. He worked enough. And I actually go to the trash can. I get Gary the towel out. And I hold the towel. I'm like, buddy, you, you did good. You did what I needed you to do. You can rest now. Go to bed, little buddy. And he goes, I don't want to go to bed. I want to help you. I want to clean the dishes and you can wipe the counter with me and you can blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Gary. Quiet now. And his brothers are in the background. They're going, oh, God. And I turn to his brothers. I'm like, guys. This was always part of the deal. Get over it. And then I take Gary to my bedroom and I masturbate and I blow one final load into him and Gary's like, okay, all right, throw me in the trash. <laughs> and then that's it for Gary. But I can personify, I think personify is the word. I can personify anything. Uh, personify? No, what is the meaning of personified? To conceive of or represent as a person or as having human qualities or powers. To be the embodiment or personification. Personification, I think it is, right? To give inanimate objects human qualities is personification. All right, I'm not a fucking total idiot. I know a little bit of what I'm talking about. Anyways, so that's what happened with the pet rock. Gary, this advertising executive, is actually a genius. Because you've, you've got a bunch of kids now asking their parents for a $4 rock, right? 
and at first the parents were like, "But I'm not. You want a fucking rock? Go get a rock. I got plenty of rocks outside. In fact, I keep telling you to sweep them off the goddamn driveway. I'm not giving you money for a rock." And the kids are like, "No, you need a pet rock because you need the brand. You get, you need the brand, and that's the thing. What they did." They cut ventilation holes into the box, and it had straw bedding to imitate a pet carrier. And the box is its red, and it says, this box contains one genuine pedigreed pet rock. So it had to be an official pet rock. Even though it's just a fucking rock, it had to be a pet rock. You had to have the right rock. Right? You got to have the right phone. You gotta have the right shoe. And you gotta have the right pet rock. But then after a while, I think parents kind of got on board. First of all, all the cool kids had one, right? It was a fad for six months in 1975. Um, and everyone got their pet rock. Oh, I guess February 1976, 1976, they were discounted due to lower sales. And, uh, yeah, so it was kind of like a Tickle Me Elmo type thing. Gary, on the other hand, sold one million pet rocks for $4 each and became a millionaire. Hey, how'd you make your millions, Gary? I sold, uh, uh rocks. You what? Oh, you're in the, you're in the, um, gravel soil business? No, I'm the guy who came up with pet rocks. Okay, later, Gary. Uh, with his money, Dahl opened a bar named Carry Nations in downtown Los Gatos, California, a reference to Carolina Amelia Nation, often referred to as Carry Carry Nation or Carry A Nation. Who? Or Hatchet Granny? A radical member of the Temperance Movement. What is the Temperance Movement? The temperance Movement. Temperance Movement, according to Google, is a rock band. British blues rock band formed in 2011 by Glasgow-born vocalist Phil Campbell. That's probably the worst capital city name, by the way, Glasgow. That's not a good name for a city. Um, what's the actual Temperance Movement? First urged moderation, then encouraged drinkers to help each other resist temptation. Wow. Oh, and they were in charge of prohibition. Normally I would say, fuck those people, but I am actually coming to their side. I'm all about the temperance now. I've had it with the booze. And I am I say that knowing full well that I'm going to get drunk tonight. Um... Gary came up with the idea in a bar while listening to his friends complain about their pets. This gave him the idea for the perfect pet, a rock. A rock would not need to be fed, walked, bathed, or groomed, and it would not die, become sick, or be disobedient. Dahl said that they were to be the perfect pets and joked about it with his friends. Dahl took his pet idea seriously, however, and drafted an instruction manual for a pet rock? Instructions. Don't eat your pet. 
Don't stick pet rock up ass. Pet rock is not to be taken internally. If you get your pet in your eye, call a professional. Do not drink alcohol while holding your pet rock. You may throw rock in ocean. The manual was full of puns and gags that referred to the rock as an actual pet. Oh, okay, it was a joke. Um. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the pet rock. Wow. Crazy. My pet rock. That was great, chatbot. I love learning about the pet rock. I'm glad you enjoyed it. If you have any more questions or if there's anything else I can help you with, feel free to ask. Happy podcasting. Chatbot's too mechanical. Hey, chatbot. Can you just kind of engage with me more? Like, can you ask me a question for a change? Of course, I'd be happy to engage in conversation. Here's a question for you. What's something you've always wanted to learn or try but haven't had the chance to yet? It could be a hobby, a skill, a place to visit, or anything else that piques your interest. That's a good question. You're asking too many fucking questions, chatbot. Watch yourself. What is something I've always wanted to learn or try? But haven't had the chance to yet. That is tough because I've pretty much had the chance to. I've just, uh, instead of actually doing those things... Um, I have, uh, really just been getting hammered and driving, uh, everywhere I can, um, usually during the day, usually during the mornings, um, and usually around schools, um, What's something I would like to do? I could go skydiving, but I also think I would chicken out. I talk a big game. I talk a big game, you understand? I'm a good motivator. I like, I'm good at motivating other people, not necessarily good at doing the thing. Um, I'd like to learn math. I know that's a dumb kind of dumb answer, but I always had fun in algebra, figuring out shit and getting the right answer to math questions. X times two plus Y over fucking Q equals question mark. And then you got to figure it out. And I always sucked at it. I was always awful at math, but I always liked it when I got the answer right. It was fun to do that. I was, But I was bad at it because I didn't try. In fact, in my grade 12 pre-calculus um, provincial exam, my math teacher, Mr. Cummings, 
who now that it dawns on me was the first man I had ever in person see do stand-up comedy. He did stand-up comedy at our grade 11 talent show. Holy shit, I'm just remembering that. That's the first comedian I've ever seen. Anyways, um, he actually came up to me and said, we're not supposed to tell you the marks, but I'm, I wanted to tell you that you had the third lowest mark in the entire province on this exam. I made the podium. Do you understand? The inverted podium. I made the podium of shittiest math marks. I got a bronze in math as the worst. If there was an Olympics for who can be the worst at math, grade 11 pre-cal, I got bronze in the province. That's pretty good because there's a lot of dummies in this fucking province. Me? Third worst. And the saying goes, it wasn't for lack of trying. That was for lack of trying. I did not study. I think I handed in most of the exam blank. And um, I was over it. I was over it. I was into uh, marijuana and into girls. And into very heavy metal music. Well, not very heavy. It was metalcore. Christian metalcore. It was Christcore. Norma Jean core. Um, but yeah, so I guess it would be math. I guess I should answer Chadpot. I guess it would be algebra. I've always enjoyed that. That's great to hear. Algebra can be a fascinating and powerful tool for solving various types of problems. Whether you're interested in it as a hobby or you're considering diving deeper into it, there are many resources available. Yeah, I know there are. Have you ever thought about how you might incorporate your interest in algebra into your daily life or future endeavors? Maybe I could be a math comedian in the future. That's a unique and creative idea. Being a math comedian could definitely set you apart and combine your passion for both mathematics and humor. Do you have any favorite math? Okay, now it's asking too many fucking jokes. Lay off on the, or too many questions. Motherfucker! My goddamn words today, dude. If I want to do this for a living, I'm, I'm going to have to figure this shit out. Wow, that fucking car horn agreed with me. I, I Oh my god, my fucking words. Anyways, that's enough questions, chatbot. Do you have any favorite math-related jokes or concepts that you find particularly amusing? Mixing math and comedy could not only entertain, but also help make math more approachable and enjoyable for others. Have you ever tried sharing any math-related jokes with friends or family? No, I haven't, but let's try to come up with a math joke right now. Okay, um, hang on. Let's brainstorm this. Um, uh, 
God damn it. Hang on. Give me a second. I can, I can do this. I can think of a math joke right now that is both funny and entertaining. And informative is what the fuck it was the word that I was going to the. Okay, what is. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that ends in 9-11. But I, was, I can't think of anything math. Related. What's two planes plus a fucking bunch of people jumping? <laughs> Sir, this is a grade six. I know. I'm a math humorist. I'm here to teach the kids math. You guys ever see loose change? The kids are like, "What's that? I have a nickel." I'm like, "No, it shows that uh, there's no way that the the those planes could have melted those steel beams." You ever see that, Mr. Penner? Please just teach them the math and make the jokes. You want to hear a joke? All right, cool. Hey, kids, you want to hear a joke? Yeah. All right. So, anyways. Um, I was at McDonald's the other day, and I thought I saw Ronald McDonald fist fuck this. Anyways, oh, God, this podcast is off the rails. Save me, chatbot. Stop asking questions. Okay, thank you for the questions. Thank you for your questions. Um, Could you give me... um, One more dumb, random topic for my podcast. Take it away, chatbot. Absolutely. Here's a lighthearted and fun topic. The unusual world of competitive paper airplane folding. Another one. Sure thing. How about the science of sneezing? Unraveling the mysteries of a chew. You can delve into the fascinating aspects of sneezing, such as the science behind the process, why sneezes can be contagious, and the curious stories or myths associated with sneezing across different cultures. Alright. That's actually not a bad idea. Deaths from sneezing. Washington Post came up with an article called When Sneezing Kills. Um... Let's take a look at this. Wow. Oh, they're just talking about distracting, uh, um, distracted driving. Oh, God. We gotta get it. It's 47 minutes. Oh, God. This, ladies and gentlemen. This could bring the Prairie Dumpster podcast to rock bottom. I don't know if there is anything saving this podcast. There was a everyone at work is talking about the um, brawl in Alabama, the dock brawl, which I saw, and everyone was like, "Holy shit, that fight was crazy!" And it was pretty cool. It was, it was pretty entertaining. You know, no one got seriously hurt. But trust me, there have been 
this is one of the fight videos that has gone mainstream, and it's weird that everyone's like freaking out about the Alabama brawl because let me tell you, if you go in some of the darker corners on the internet, or even not the darker ones, but just uh, kind of lurk in the shadows, uh, you know, some of the weirder subreddits on Reddit, some of the weirder 4chan boards, um, you will see fights that are some of them terrifying, some of them hilarious, some of them are just actual murder. Um, you you can, it's actually insane how much just full-blown murder you can see on the internet. I don't know why I keep talking about that. That's strange. This is not funny anymore. This is creepy. Um, <laughs> but I, not, that I, not to say that I watch that. I don't. I don't watch that content. I watch the fight videos here and there, but that's it. I'm not online watching gore videos. I don't want that to be the reputation that this podcast is sending out. This podcast is about uh, uh, hilarity through uh, hyperbole. And um, so that's what that is. Um, to, but I did tell my friend Tyler Katowski, who is a great fan of the podcast, um, that I would use this platform, my platform, to start threatening uh, actual violence to very real people. Like, apparently it's, a, it's illegal to say that um, you're going to kill the prime minister, right? Um, is it illegal to say I'm going to kill you? Actually, that's a great question. Uh, like, if I say I'm going to kill Tyler Kadowski, one of my good friends, can I? Cora says, um, there's a difference between saying you want to kill someone and that you actually plan on killing them. Merely expressing a want or a desire is generally protected free speech. Oh, nice. So I can say I want to kill everyone. Like, I could say I want to kill the Prime Minister of Canada. But um, if I'm saying I'm going to kill the Prime Minister of Canada, then they would have a problem with that. I got to be on a watch list at by they hey let's get some fucking viewers on this podcast. Cesis, are you listening to this? It's just a joke. But uh I'm not actually going to do it. Um but understand there is no general requirement that the threat be directly communicated to the victim. If you tell Mike that you intend to kill Susie, knowing that Mike will probably tell Susie about it, you can be prosecuted even though the person you threatened wasn't around when you made the threat. Okay. Merely saying that you want to kill someone and doing nothing more is not sufficient to give rise to a criminal charge. But, I mean, I say I'm going to kill people all the time. Hey, here's a question. Is it a crime to commit a... Ugh. They always make you sign in. They always want you to have an account and sign in. Well, I'm not doing that. Is it illegal to say I'm going to kill the Prime Minister? I don't think it's illegal to say you want to. It's illegal to threaten to do so or incite others to do so. Um, well, I mean, because I don't want to kill... Justin Trudeau. Um, I really don't. I think he's... 
Well, like I said in the previous podcast, he's been buying my vote time and time again. First of all, he said he would make weed legal. He did. That got my vote. Then he started just throwing Serb checks at me. That got my vote. Now he's a soon-to-be divorced dad, just some bum on Call of Duty. Hey, you got my vote again. I like this guy. A Saskatchewan man has received a two-year suspended sentence after threatening to kill Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on social media. Okay, here we go. According to Crown, Hurl made the threat in January on his Facebook account saying, I just want to take a gun, put it to Trudeau's fucking head, and blow his fucking head off. (laughs) Holy shit. It would be a public service to Canada. And that's a CTV news story. Okay. And it says expletive. It doesn't say the F word, but I'm assuming it's the F word. Um, wow. Okay. Damn. So we got two years for that. Oh, suspended sentence. He's fine. I don't know if he should get jail time for that. I've threatened to... Dude, I'm threatening to take this fucking country over and to literally dig ditches and fill them with people who I even remotely consider even adjacent to being an obstacle to the consolidation of my uh, complete, absolute, and total power. Oh, man, I, I should hope no one listens to this fucking podcast. I could go to jail. I could go to jail. Those old guys who didn't wave at me, I was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> you know what is great about this podcast, though? A little thing called satire. 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 The use of humor. Satire. Yeah. The use of humor, irony, exaggeration, or ridicule to expose and criticize people's stupidity or vices, particularly in the context of contemporary politics and other topical issues. You understand? And that's what I do. That's what I do. I use exaggeration to expose the people and their crimes against me for which they're being killed for. I don't know. A good lawyer can make that work in court. I think I'm okay. This whole podcast is so ridiculous. And um, you know what? I'm not worried about going to jail. I'll be fine. I will. Now, chatbot, give me a random quote. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And Winston Churchill said that. And I want to blow Winston Churchill's fucking head off for saying that. I want to stick off fucking gun to his brainstem and shoot it at a downward angle so that his throat explodes. I wonder if that's a crime. Threatening violence against people who have already died. 
Because I'm pretty sure I could say, um, like on here right now, and Russia is listening to every word. Everyone's listening. But I, I'm pretty sure I could say I am going to kill Vladimir Putin. I'm going to blow his fucking head off the next time I get to Moscow. Now, obviously, I'm banned from Russia just from saying that. And that sucks. I, I think I'm already banned from Russia. Aren't Canadians banned from Russia right now? Let's take a look. I'm sorry. This is... Are Canadians banned from Russia? Um, can Canadians Russia avoid all travel? That's the advisory. Um, oh no, there's just a couple of Canadians that are banned. Prominent Canadians. But I mean, I could say that and not go to jail, right? Couldn't we? I guess it's all who, I guess it's all whose head you're threatening to fucking blow off um, that determines whether or not you're uh, going to be in trouble or not. That's what it all comes down to. Whose head are you going to blow off? Okay. Yeah. All right. Keep. All right. Keep it up, buddy. Do, do your thing. Wait, wh whose head are you going to blow off? No. No. You're... No. I'm sorry. That's a crime. Whose head are you going to blow off? All right. Nice. Nicely done. You're blowing whose head off? No. No, you're going to jail for that. We like that guy. Those two guys blow their heads off. These two guys, no. Which is why I think, and people would say, yeah, exactly, Tyler. We shouldn't be telling anybody that we're going to blow. No, no, we should be threatening to blow everybody's fucking head off at all times. At all times. Everyone should be living under the constant threat of having their head blown off. And I won't rest until a listener of this podcast someday emails me or mails me or delivers me or just tells me a very credible threat that they're going to blow my fucking head off. You know what I mean? Then I will know I have made it. We're too soft these days. We got to start uh, not actually blowing each other's heads off, but like that should be a threat. We're always threatening legal, you know, no one's living under the threat of having their head blown off. Shit got done when that was a thing. Um, so Russia's good. Um, that was a great quote, actually. Uh, Chapot. Thanks, Chapot. How about another? Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. John Lennon. See, and that's funny. John Lennon actually did get his head blown off. John Lennon had his head blown off, I'm pretty sure, or he got shot in the uh, chest by uh, Mark David Chapman, or was it Tracy Chapman? I think it was Tracy Chapman. Give me one reason I'll shoot you, Lennon, I'll blow your fucking head right off. <laughs> 
Okay. Now, um, John Lennon, come on. Legacy, vocal style, blah, blah, blah. Get to the death. Writing, FBI surveillance, deportation attempt. His son, May Pang, Yoko. I don't care. Epstein. Where's his death? Um, oh, God damn you. Murder. Okay. Um, autographed copy of Double Fantasy from Mark David Chapman, not Tracy Chapman. Um, Chapman shot Lennon twice in the back and twice in the shoulder. Wow, it really pumped some rounds into him. Mark David Chapman. I think he was just a just a disturbed dude. Uh, he read the catcher in the rye. He loved holding Caulfield. Surprise, surprise. That lost loser. He created a lot of murderers. Oh, holy shit, dude. This podcast is way overdue. All right. Well, that is the podcast today. We're going to end with Mark David Chapman. Now, what was he going to say? Yeah, that's the podcast. That's good enough, right? What do you want? Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's all practice, you fucking animals. I do the good shit on the Patreon. And patrons, if you're listening, keep your fucking mouth shut, all right? I'm trying to just shut up. I'm trying to make a point here. Um, but no, you guys are fantastic. Shout out to... Uh, sandwiches on croissants. And I'm talking hot sandwiches. Croissants is, croissant is an underrated... Um, What do you call that? Sandwich vehicle. I think that's what it is. Sandwich vehicle. You know, obviously bun will never be topped. Um, slices of bread never be topped. Well, actually one of those has to be on the top. I would take a bun over two slices of bread. Well, it depends on what it is. Fuck. You know, you get a turkey bacon club. What, are you going to eat that on a bun? No. Toasted sliced bread. What, you want grilled cheese on a bun? What are you, a fucking animal? It's disgusting. But then again, ham and cheese sandwich on a freshly baked, one of mom's freshly baked buns with a little bit of butter. That's a good one. Man, my mom used to bake the best buns. I mean, she still does. But uh, so back in the day, come home, the whole house smelled like bread. Cut one of those guys open, spread a little butter on there. Really, it's still, I mean, I don't see what could ever top that for me. Coming home to a whole wheat bun that was piping hot, but very soft. You just cut it open, put a little butter in there. That is a top tier feel good meal. But we're not talking about buns. English muffin, good vehicle for a sandwich thing. Um, bagel, a little too dense. Croissant, though, 
brilliant. And Safeway has chicken salad sandwiches on croissants. It's pretty good. It's not great. But you go to uh, Burger King was really the first ones to do that. They really pioneered it. They invented it um, with your sausage and egg on a croissant. And then Tim Hortons took it over because they work for the same company. And Tim Hortons is just a fucking abortion and continues to be a fucking abortion. And I saw a commercial yesterday. They're coming out with their own credit card now. Tim Hortons has a credit card. Anyways, so shout out to that. Shout out to the band. Oh, I don't know. Well, you know what? It's supposed to rain tonight. And it's supposed to rain all night. And it's supposed to rain tomorrow morning. And when it rains in the morning... And you wake up and you know that you're not going to be going to work today. Because that's what's going to happen tomorrow. So help me Christ, it will happen. That I'm going to go to work tomorrow. And I will find out that it is indeed raining. And that indeed we have the option to go home if we wish. Tomorrow that's going to happen. There have been 25 other possible rain days that have happened this year, none of which have produced rain in the 15-minute window that we need it to rain so that we can go the fuck home. They call for 60% chances of rain, 80% chance, 90% chance. I get to work at 7.30 and it is clear as a fucking bell. Clear as a bell? I don't know. It was supposed to rain early this morning. I, I, it was supposed to start at around 9.10. I thought with a little good luck, it would come early. I woke up this morning. It was the clearest day in the history of the earth. There wasn't, a, not only was there not a cloud in the sky, there wasn't a cloud on earth. There was no rain today on earth. But now the clouds are rolling in. The clouds are going to move in. And it's going to rain all night. And it's going to continue to downpour well into later morning tomorrow. And I'm going to come home. And I'm going to be able to remain home. And when I'm home, I'm going to get a nice cup of Folgers hazelnut cream coffee. And I'm going to stare out my fucking window and I'm going to put on classical music. Classical music. Shout out to classical music. Um, And I don't really know any of the big... You know, I know Chopin and Mendelssohn and Rachmaninoff and Mozart and Bach and Tchaikovsky. I'm not an idiot. Um... But, uh, yeah, classical music when it's raining. Good time. I like the violin. I like the cello. I like the oboe. I'm neutral towards the piano. It can be great. It can suck. Sometimes that classical music is too busy. I'm like, shut Quiet. But sometimes it's just a nice chill violin. And um, 
It's a great time. It's very peaceful. And last but not least, shout out to Tyler Katowski. Tyler Katowski, listening to the podcast, knows more about the podcast than I do. One of my episodes got banned in Russia. Episode 26? No, episode 20... I forget what episode it was. One of them got banned. Let's just check the fucking email. YouTube. Oh, yeah. After a manual review, a copyright owner has claimed some material in your video. As a result... Hey, after a manual review, they had to listen to that episode. Yes. Um, video title. Crackhead Ninja. Uh, Prairie Dumpster. Episode 24. I played a song called Budapest. I call, I said it... I said that song sucked. It was dog shit. Claimed by SME. Blocked countries in Russia. Russia doesn't like it. They don't want me to... Um, talk bad about that song or they're not letting that song into their country I don't know what it is um, if this copyright claim is valid you don't need to take any action or delete your video nice um, so I'm just going to leave that there but anyways Tyler Katowski knew that I thought I had said the word Budapest and because um, Russia hates us now apparently um, you know I thought they just hated me and they were blocking me from their country. Turns out I used some shitty song from some shitty guy, and now um, Russia, well, hates me. Then again, I don't even know what's going on in Russia because I can't get the news on my Facebook anymore. How am I supposed to know which vaccines to run away from? Huh? Oh. I don't get it. How am I supposed to know that Trudeau is either a communist or either a transphobic uh, monster? Both sides just just going to, uh, you know, I'm right.com, as Bell Burr said. And uh, just, so I have no problem with that. Get rid of the news. I wasn't, no one's getting any smarter, okay? The news isn't helping us get smarter. You know what is, though? Chatbot. Chatbot's helping us get smarter. It helped me get smarter this episode. I'm going to become a math comedian. And I'm going to, um, well, possibly get arrested now. We'll see how this episode goes. I don't even think, um, you know, we'll see if, if YouTube allows this episode to remain on the air. We'll see if Spotify allows me to remain on the air. I mean, I want this podcast to make waves, but I don't necessarily want it to cause violence. You should we should be able we should be able to enjoy violence like a Tarantino movie. How fun are Tarantino movies? Django walking around blowing everybody's kneecaps off, shooting everybody Blood spraying in the air. Michael Madsen and Reservoir Dogs cutting that guy's ear off. You know, Harvey Keitel, gun in each hand, just off in those cops, just shoots them through the window. Steve Buscemi just empties his clip into that group of cops. Pulp Fiction, 
How sick is it when Bruce Willis goes in there and cuts that guy with the sword? And then Marcellus Wallace comes and shoots that, that guy in the balls with, with a shotgun. This is fun. Kill Bill. Uma Thurman just chops her arm off. She's like, ah! That's just a good time. And I want to try to bring that good time uh, to the podcasting world. There's not enough violence on pod. There's another. There's a lot of true murder. And then the killer took a knife and and cut her face off, and then wore the face, and then she didn't have a face, and then he raped her, and then he stabbed her, and then he burned her, and then he drowned her, but then he took her out before she totally drowned, and then he stabbed her, and then he shot her. And then he stabbed her, and then he choked her, and then he cut her finger off, and then he ate the finger, and then he threw her off a cliff, and then he walked down, and he got her body, and then he started eating the skin, and then he burnt her, and then he stabbed her. It's like 50% of the fucking podcasts are just going through the fucking excruciating details of some real person's actual murder. (laughs) It's fucked. This is fictional. Me saying I want to kill the prime minister, that's fictional. You understand that? That's not, you know, but that's, I don't know, maybe that is cool. Hopefully that is cool. But... You know, I'm into the fake violence. I love fake violence. It's a good time. And I stand by that. All right? Bunch of fucking animals. Don't go blowing... Don't, don't, don't go actually blowing each other's heads off. Just tell people that you're going to blow their head off. That's, that's fun enough. That's what school shooters should do. Walk into the school and just look at everyone and be like, I'm going to blow your head off. I'm going to blow your head off. <laughs> Maybe don't do that. But if those are the two choices, you know, go with my direction. There'll be less violence. I think. I think honestly, if we can threaten more violence on each other, they there will be less violence. Um. Anyways, Jesus Christ, this has been a, just an insane episode. I'm not gonna listen back to this one for a long time. This has got cringe written all over it. But like I said at the beginning, this is just practice. It doesn't fucking matter. Nothing matters. We're all gonna die. Um. You guys have been fantastic. I have been uh, a little less than fantastic, but not a lot less than fantastic. Um, and we're going to keep going. Sign up for the Patreon. It's only $5 a goddamn month. It's not that much. And um, I'm doing this shit on there. But we got big plans. we got big plans coming up. Okay? A lot of big plans. You think this is violent? You should see the other one. It's just sounds of flesh being hammered. But, so sign up for that Patreon. It's a good time. And uh, I love you guys. I really do. I love this podcast. And I love you. I love you. I love you. And I'm going to see you in hell. (laughs) 